Hey, uh, what? Hey, um, are we, we recording? There's, uh, no Sean Michelle and there's something in front of my face. Right. Because yeah, there, I don't know what you can do with it. In front of my face. Did you hear my song? That's a pretty good song. It's got kind of a bluesy rocking. Yeah. Hey, I bet we got a. We must have an interview. We must. We must. We and, must and have an interview. What you thought? Travis got a new microphone. I got a new microphone. Uh, you got a new microphone. Hopefully, I is sound Clint good. Doing the interest music now. The answer is no. We have a special guest. We have a special guest. They're very excited. And, it's always good when we get the big boys on here. Man, it is. It's good to get the big tough guys, and we got a defensive lineman today, Clint. Yeah, Mister Cam Ball. Defensive lineman for the Razorbacks. Uh, he had a had a good year last year. He's a redshirt freshman. Did a great job playing the middle, and and he's going to be looked at to be kind of a leader on that front. Yeah, uh, this year, and um, man, he's just a fun guy to talk to, dude. Yeah. Just great. You look forward to having because what we really want to do, we want to come across as a conversation. Yeah, and let them feel like, hey, you're just having a talk with two guys. Yeah, and he's it's such a great conversation. We talk all kinds of things. Yeah, you know, and he's a guy that has fallen in love with Arkansas, and he's very honest with us. You know, tells us, you know, um, you know what he's liked about Arkansas and and everything else, and um, and how things are kind of different now with some new coaches and things like that. So, folks. Spring practice is about to start. So uh basketball SEC tournaments coming up. Things haven't been going so well with basketball, I know. So we decided to do a little football this week. Let's talk some football. So Mr. Cam Ball. Everybody enjoy it. Enjoy it because it's good. One, two, three, five. You ever seen a lame man walk? Ever heard a dumb man talk? Never seen a blind man see? I promise you a pain is You ever seen a cancer death? Ever seen all the poor get fed? Ever seen a prisoner set free? I promise you a change is This is your boy, Bigger T, and it's time for the Big C and Bigger T podcast coming at you once again. I'm your boy, Bigger T. I got my boy, Big C, but we don't care about him right now because down below us, if you're looking on the screen, we got the man in the middle, the guy holding it down, stopping up the gap so running backs don't run through, and he's chasing down quarterbacks so he can put some A1 sauce on them. 
and eat them up. My man, Cam Ball, number five for the Razorbacks. How you doing, Cam? Doing good, man. How about yourself? Man, doing good. Just getting out of practice today, aren't you? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Y'all starting spring practice. Uh, we're recording this on Monday evening, so you were starting spring practice on Thursday. Is that what you said? Yes, sir. This coming Thursday, we're starting uh, practice one. Well, what what's your off season been like? How's the off season been going? Mainly, man, just a whole lot of lifting weights and running. Uh, we'll we'll mainly lift weights every day and then run every other day. But now we're starting to lift and run. You know, since it's getting closer to that time, and it's about time to put the pads back on. So we're trying to get in the best shape we can be in. Now we all start out Thursday. It'll just be probably helmets. Yeah, I, I think it's just helmets come Thursday, and then you'll gradually work into getting getting pads on. Right. Right. Yes, sir. Now, how's it been? And I know there's been a lot of changes around, uh, around and around the building there for y'all and around, you know, with different, some different coaches and things like that. Uh, but one of the big changes, of course, for the whole team was Walker is gone. Clint had a man crush on him, by the way. Yeah, it, it was. It, well, it was it was Cam. It wasn't healthy. It's probably it best. Yeah, gone yeah. Me. It's it's best that he's gone now. But <laughs> uh, got a restraining order against me. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm sorry. I'll, right, I'll yeah. stop. But but I'm now new, new strength and conditioning coach. <laughs> what's that transition been like, man? Uh, you know they they kind of got similarities when it comes to uh, lifts. I'm not going to say uh, one strength coach is better than, mm. but I, I can't say I, I like. I, I do enjoy Coach Souders a, a little bit more, you know, just just overall, like, the type of person he is. Uh, at one point in time, they was both at Georgia, you know, together mm-hmm. on the same staff. So it's kind of similar workouts, but th- these workouts hit a little different, man. I don't know what it is. Did you say something? I guess because it's like something I'm used to or, or what, but I think I'm starting to get a little, you know, getting that little, that little fat pack off, man. So there you go. It, it's, been, it's been good with him, man. Well, you know, that's, an, that's sometimes uh, I don't – Believe it or not, I know it don't look like it now, but I used to be into working out. <clears throat> Back in the day, you know, you hit something called a plateau. In order to hit a plateau. You didn't hit a plateau, you hit some mashed potatoes. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Very true. But when you hit a plateau, in order to get past the plateau, you had, need to change your workout up a little bit. Right. And so that 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 probably is, you know, sometimes good which I'm sure Walker worked that into some of y'all's workouts anyway. I'm sure, you know, and as this guy, this is new coaches there, he's going to work that into some of it. But so I'm sure that some of those changes are probably, you know, affecting your body and, and making it, you know, kind of new and, and, and good. So that's, that's cool. So the team seems to be responding well to him. Yes. it's a, You can tell like, cause it, it's a standard that sets. So like, Every every night that he texts us before workouts is 2023 SEC champion. That's all like this this new staff is preaching about uh, finishing the season in Atlanta. You know, because the workouts we go through that they're, they're very tough. But mm-hmm. just like he said today, he never seen uh, a, um, a tough person not go through a tough workout. So mm-hmm. the the whole mindset of everybody in the locker room is just you can tell like the momentum is shift, shifted. We got all the keys now, man, and I really think we're gonna do something big this year. That's great, man. That's as fans, we'd love to hear that for sure. Now, tell us a little bit, Cam, about you growing up. Where'd you grow up at? And I'm originally from Atlanta, Georgia, man. Atlanta, yes, in sir. the city or outside the city, or 
What? So probably about probably about 10, 15 minutes away from the city. So kind of yeah. like kind of like East Point and Old National. So if if if, if people are familiar with Atlanta, they know like that's right there. That's probably like less than yeah. 20 minutes from the city. Okay. Yeah, so you probably found yourself on a lot of Friday nights, Saturday nights out in Atlanta. Well, honestly, not really because uh, I tried to separate myself as I started getting noticed in high school, you know, to put in extra work and all this because some some of the same guys that I kicked it with, you know, they they probably not doing really nothing right now. And I had bigger dreams. Um, I had to sacrifice a lot of things to be who I am today, whether it was parties. And, and also, it's a lot of jealous and envious people where you're from and it's yeah. just crazy down there, man. So I it, even the time when I have the chance to go home, like Arkansas is my new home. So I'll go home. I go to Atlanta for like two, three days. I'm like, man, I'm I'm ready to go back to Arkansas, man. So yeah. I don't even stay there that long. Yeah. You know, no, that's, I, I get that. Go ahead, Travis. Well, that's something a lot of people don't think about, Cam. I think, you know, that guys like you that come from somewhere and you, you make something of yourself. A lot of times back home where you're coming from, the people that know you the best, sometimes they're the hardest for you to deal with. And they're and they're and sometimes they're the ones that want to keep you from achieving those goals. They're, they're, they're the ones that may keep, you know, or you've seen it for other people, maybe from your community. Yeah. That they keep, the they keep them from getting those goals. All the time. And then, you know, another thing, too, like, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. it. It all comes with maturity. I know, like, my freshman year, like, any opportunity I got to go home, I went. And I stayed for as long as I could. But then uh, you start to realize it's nothing. It's, it's the same stuff back home. It's nothing but the same people, the same stuff. And it's nothing but trouble. And mm. I got enough trouble as a child growing up. So uh, I, I'm, I'm proud of myself. My family's proud of myself where I am now. And I don't want to let anybody know. That's great. You come from a big family, got brothers and sisters, or? Um, I have one brother and one sister. Uh, I'm the baby. Gotcha. Okay. Now, what what all positions did you play in high school? Because obviously you were an interior defensive lineman. Did you find yourself on the offensive line too in high school? Or yeah, so actually, like if, if y'all can look this up if you want to, I was ranked higher as an offensive lineman than uh, a defensive lineman. I had 42 offers coming out of high school. And majority of those was for defense, not defensive line, for offensive line. Um, I didn't really start playing defensive line for real, for real. I mean, I played it growing up, but like uh, the high school I went to, we was low in numbers, so I had to play both ways. I barely mm -hmm. came off the field. So around my junior year is when I actually started playing defensive line. And I guess uh, what coaches seen in me was just the versatility and you know my uh, athleticism. So um, I played. Growing up, I played. I played quarterback. I played tight end in high school. I did do a lot of kicking. I threw. I threw a touchdown pass in high school from nice. uh, a fake a fake punt. So <laughs> I, I, I played. I played really basically every position other than safety. <laughs> so, so Cam, right here is where Travis is going to tell you he was also a kicker in high school. Okay, he kicked like I think it. Uh, <laughs> It's, I think it was a 19-yard field goal, but he's got it out to like 28 yards now. It's, it was a 23-yard field goal. <laughs> 23. The it's only time right, – I, 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 I kicked extra points. But my coach did call me in for a field goal one time. And he, he, grabbed, my, he grabbed my face mask and he said, are you going to make this? And I said, yes, sir. He said, if you don't, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> and I believed him. 
and, and I barely made it, but I made it. So, but you made anyway. it. That's not right. <laughs> but I, <clears throat> I still think I probably set a record for the biggest kicker in the state of Arkansas, but, but there's nothing official on that. So, now how far down on the list are you as like emergency punter or kicker for for the university? Yeah, for the university, Mark. <laughs> so, just I mean, how many people would have to get hurt before you think you would get your shot? I'll say a good. <laughs> Well, they, they don't really know I can kick. Okay. Well, I mean, yeah. If it comes down to it, I'll let them know. And I'll say probably it got to be like at least 10 guys ahead of me. I don't even know. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm it, makes, say that. it makes I'm not going to say that because it's like how many how many kickers we got? I think we got like five uh, specialists. So I'll say right around seven. Yeah, I'll be okay. right around seven. Okay, yeah. Now, when we had Reed on here, we – uh. We did talk, you know, say that he needed to remind people that he had a better passing percentage than KJ does. Uh huh. You know, because he you know, he had that jump pass one <laughs> for one for for a touchdown. So you know, hey, it, it was a, it was a little behind. Well, know, it was so a little we, behind. We, we, we don't credit him that. That's you know, right, that's right. that's I don't right. think he could see. I think he just kind of like ah. Yeah, yeah he just did straight up jumping and chugged it. It's not bad for a no look pass. <laughs> yeah. When you do it with your eyes closed, you know. Now, which did you prefer? Do you prefer being on the offensive side? I mean, obviously in high school, maybe. Obviously, no, if you're in college, you're probably gonna say I love defense, but in high school, did you like offense or defense more? In high school, I say I like offense more. The only reason why, well, I honestly I wanted to wear a single digit number in high school. I couldn't because I had to play offensive line. So mm -hmm. I said um, you know what? I got I got offers to go play defensive line. I feel like I can better attack it uh in college. So I said I'm gonna go play. Um I, I like it, I like it better in college. But in high school, man, it was just I had I if you if you watch, if y'all find my high school film, man, I enjoy it. I'm just pulling. I play guard, center, and tackle. I enjoy pulling, I enjoy pancakes, I enjoy like little tunnel screens because I get to run out of space and crush the DB, man. It's just it bring back memories, man. But nowadays, I, I, if I see a D line like me, oof. <laughs> uh. <clears throat> so, well, Clint and I, of course, we we were offensive linemen. But you know, I, I don't know about Clint, but I know for me, I always wanted to play defense. Yeah. But uh, we had a coach come in. When did Coach Smith come in? Tenth uh, grade. I think yeah, yeah, tenth grade, something like that, and and he uh he made playing offensive line more fun. Mm -hmm. He made it more aggressive, and and he made it you know more, more exciting to get big blocks. I guess you could say, and he just changed the attitude of it. And yeah, I started really enjoying playing offense under him. But I think that attitude change. And that, and that's what you know. A lot of kids nowadays they always want to play defense because they want to tackle. They want you, know, mm -hmm. you talk. They to want them. they they want to be tackled. They want their name and number yeah. to be called after a play. But I did. Yeah. I can't say I did get like it was fun and exciting when they'll be like in the huddle or something in high school. Like just run behind Cam or I, I'll tell them I'm like yeah 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 run to my side all day and yeah. we'll get success out of it. So now in your recruiting process. I was looking at the list of teams that recruited you, and uh, it was Georgia Tech, Boston College, Duke, 
So, Cam, that tells me you had some pretty good grades, man. <laughs> yeah, I had – coming out of high school, I had like a 3-2, a 3-3 GPA. But I knew I knew that not necessarily the work would be hard at those institutions. It was just like I thought about having a social life and football and then school work. I got, t- I got friends that go to those type of um, institutions, and they tell me that mm. it's not that hard. But, you know, everybody's struggles is different. So mm. – so what what made uh and I, I was just gonna say good when those kind of schools are looking at you that shows you're a good student it shows you you know that you got some uh you know they they believe in your intellectually too because mm-hmm. they don't they don't go after guys that are just uh there to you know just play football you know they're they they go after guys that are there for, for the actually be student athletes okay right and so um what but what made Arkansas appealing to you. Um, from an academic standpoint, they did have my major. So my major was first uh, physical education. You know, um, I just wanted to follow in the footsteps of my of my father, but he wasn't really a PE teacher. He coached and because uh, he's he's a teacher now, but he coached. Excuse me, he was a social study teacher, and growing up, I enjoyed social studies a lot. Mm-hmm. But I changed my major. So uh, communications with a minor in food science because I, I love to cook and I want to be a chef. So that's what I plan on doing with uh, the degree now. So they have. Oh, I'm excited. Have, I'm excited you you said that because <laughs> I have also have. A, we, I had a man crush on Coach Walker. My second man crush, Gordon Ramsay. <laughs> so maybe we'll see. Maybe we'll see you on if the NFL don't work out. Maybe we'll see you on Hell's Kitchen. Some, some. Well, hey, do you know who uh, – you ever watch the Food Network? Sometimes, yeah, like Chop and stuff like that. Okay, do you know who uh, Eddie Jackson is? I've heard of that name before. He's uh, He does like um, – what's that? He does a barbecue show with Bobby Flay. Uh, uh He's on some of Guy's shows. Anyway, he, he played for the Razorbacks. He was a um, – he was a cornerback when Houston Nutt was a coach. Mm-hmm. And then he played for uh, Carolina Panthers and some other pit folks. And then then he ended up winning like a Food Network star or something like that. And so now he's a regular chef on regular chef on Food Network or whatever. So you could be the second Razorback to follow in his footsteps, man. Get, do man, that. I tell you. I can I can binge watch uh barbecue pit masters all day. Oh that, that's dude, one of me my too. That's one of my favorite. In the same shows, episodes, man. man. I can watch the same one. Like I've same seen them before. One. I know. <laughs> I, I'm gonna put this rub on here. It's gonna be sweet with a little bit of heat. <laughs> See, I'll be watching, I'll be like on the YouTube and I'll start looking at barbecue stuff. Yeah. And I'll get on a deep dive, and me and Ann, next thing you know. There's so much crap I make right now that I just accidentally discovered on the internet. So when it comes to YouTube, it's this guy that I've been subscribed to since I was in the sixth grade that he really got me into cooking. And I want to get more into hunting because, you know, I'm from the city Well, I'm not really used to that. I've been duck hunting once, but it's a guy on YouTube named Robert Arrington, deer meat for dinner. He, he has caught uh, catch clean and, well, catch, clean, and cook about almost any animal that you can name. Any type of fish, really? anything in the water, all of it. Well, dude, you're in the right state to do that. I mean, no, I just, 
gotta have There's time, some... man. I've been so busy. You need to find some of them Arkansas boys on your team. Cause I know some of them, I live down here in South Arkansas. I know some of them have a hunting cabin down here somewhere. They got there's to, a, there's they a got lot to. of deer hunting down. There's a lot of whitetail deer down here. And I their season just ended, didn't it? Uh, yeah. The well, yeah. Oh, you the, can shoot a bow. You can shoot a bow. The bow, not, the not bow a, just yeah. ended. Yeah, the bow just uh, ended they've the deer have dropped their antlers now. They started dropping their antlers and you know regrowing them and all that kind of stuff. But okay, yeah. If you're a little bit busy, you have to get it. You know, between bow practice this year. Yeah, you know, I was gonna say that's, that's when you're that's, getting ready for the playoffs. Sneak, sneak away, kill you a deer. That's right. That's you know, so, tell them Big C, bigger T said it's okay. That's right. You that's know, the only problem. Deer seasons during uh during football seasons, <laughs> it's kind of yeah. tough to get away. Yeah, because we, I mean, when we were all be me and Travis, of course, played together on Friday nights. You a lot of, and I'm not a hunter as southern as this voice is. I don't hunt or fish either one. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it just. But try, I remember just. Saturday mornings, all the guys be going out deer hunting. Oh, I was I, every every Friday Saturday. Well, um, who recruited you to Arkansas? Who was the main coach? Um, so it was three, Coach Pittman. Uh, I don't know if you guys remember. Uh, uh, I forgot his first name, but Coach LeBlanc. He was um, the defensive coach, line coach. Mm-hmm, and, Co- and Coach Smith, running back coach. Now y'all were and now Coach Smith, he's been in on lots of key players. You know, he he's a good recruiter, isn't he? So with about you know, Coach Smith was he was living in Atlanta at one point. Yeah. And coaching, you know, uh, uh very known when it comes to uh winning at the uh, school that uh Jaden Hazelwood went to and Rashad Debian. Um he had got the job at Georgia State. And he offered me at Georgia State. And he was at Georgia State for, I want to say, some months on up. And then mm-hmm. he had went to Arkansas. And he was still recruiting me there and still coming to see me and, uh, and stuff like that. And, you know, my, my recruitment was during COVID. So I'd never been to the state of Arkansas. I never – to be honest, I, I knew about uh, the U of A, but that was through the Netflix uh, little movie Greater by Brandon uh, Burrowsworth. Oh, really? I didn't really know, I didn't really know a lot of information. But when he got up here, and then Coach Pittman was about to offer me a scholarship at Georgia, and then he took the job up here. Then I said, you know what I'm saying, I can see myself playing there because I do want to get outside the state. Um, it is SEC, mm-hmm. and Coach Pittman is a pretty damn good coach. So I said, yeah. I can see myself playing up under him. And he had told me, Coach Pittman did tell me, because he was going to offer me for offensive line at Georgia. This is the crazy part. He asked me, he said, what do you want to play Care if you play O line or D line here, we just want you here. I said, I'm gonna play D line there, and here we are. Yeah, cool deal. So, what what's been the since you were recruited during COVID? What what's been like the most like the pleasant surprise about Fayetteville about U of A? What's been some of the things that you just kind of not that you didn't expect, but, you know, just kind of like, man, this is the, really the cool part about moving here. This is what I really like about this place. Man, I'll say the, the people and the, and the fans, man, it's just like a it's, – it's a loving environment because, you know, Arkansas Razorbacks is the only thing that's in the whole state of Arkansas. So it's yeah. like everybody in the – when you have a whole state rooting for you, you know, like in Georgia, it's, it's breaking up – it's broken up into all these different universities. But when you got a whole state of people – 
just room for you and, and showing you love nonstop. It's, it's just it's just amazing sometimes, man. I'm just like, wow, that I, I can't believe I'm in this position. Yeah, that's great. Well, um, you got a new position coach. Mm-hmm. And this and is a, a position defensive line coaches, y'all ran through them at Arkansas. And just the, and, just the, I didn't I didn't get a chance to experience Coach LeBlanc, but after I had signed, he was with me during the whole recruitment. After I had signed about <clears throat> about three, four weeks after I signed, he was let go. And I was losing my mind because I was just like, whoa, hold on, hold on, hold on. Like, what's going on? Do I need to get out of my letter of intent? But you know, I'm I'm not I'm really used to change because high school, I had four head coaches in four years. Oh wow. I was used to change, and then you know, Coach Ashley had came in, and I ain't really gonna speak on too much about him, but the change was better. Mm. Coach, we got now. That, that, that's that's my that's my dog right there, Coach so, uh, Adam. So well, things no, going. I, good. I know what that I know what that feels like because I played offensive line at Arkansas Tech. Now playing is loosely defined there. I was on the team. Um, I got to warm up. He was the best third string center they've ever seen. Yeah, I would have given you fits, Cam. Fits. You <laughs> no, I can't back that one up. Um, but no, I know if the office line coach that was there when I got there, it just whatever reason, it just didn't job sometimes. And then sometimes you get a new coach in, Coach Mullins. Still, still to this day, I'm 46 year old. I consider him a mentor because you know it just sometimes just personalities or whatever a new coach can make all the difference in the world and get more out of you as a player. Right. And then, of course, y'all have a new D coordinator, Coach Williams. Mm -hmm. Tell tell us about him. What kind of differences do you see with him compared to – I know you have a lot of respect for Coach Odom, okay? So, Mm -hmm. but tell us what you see with Coach Williams. And I know there's a little history with you and Coach Williams in there. Right. So, well, uh, well, Coach Williams – he was recruiting me at um, what school he was at? At Auburn, mm-hmm. and he was real. He was real. He went to Auburn with a guy that I know that went to my high school. He played running back at Auburn. I don't know if you guys know him. His name was Tristan Davis. He played running back for a little bit. Yeah, I yeah. remember him. Yeah, yeah. He, uh, I, I really he not helped raise me, but like from a, a workout standpoint, he was working me out as a kid. And but I had a he. He was recruiting me at um, at Auburn, and I think he. When I had got the offer from UCF, he was there as well. I had got the offer from them, but uh, honestly, man, the it's, it's it, you can tell when I tell you like the whole momentum and environment of everything and every little crack, crack we're being held uh, accountable for like the little smallest details. Um, and the biggest change for me, you know, I'm not throwing no salt or no shade on Coach Odom because Coach Odom is he's a he's a damn good coach. You know what I'm saying? I still love him to death. I'm thankful for everything he's done and gave me the opportunity. But that three-down lineman, man, <laughs> just no, we ain't, ain't got to really worry about that no more. So, ain't no room for you good. to do much, is there? So I was going to ask, I mean, obviously you haven't practiced practice, but obviously they've kind of got you all ready for what's coming. Mm-hmm. What what can you say about how the defense is going to look different, how maybe you all line up different? What what do you think is going to be different for us, the fans, to see and watch? Um, let's see what I can what I can leap. 
Right. Well, yeah. I mean, we're not asking for, you know, inside information, but something we may see at the spring game or something like that. I can tell you what, the defense is going to be a lot more aggressive. Like, when it comes to play style and everything, we're a very more aggressive uh, defense. Mm-hmm. Um, three-man front, I'm not going to say it's out the window, but it's, it's, it's less of it, you know, because – I feel like I feel like if I say this, I'm throwing salt on Coach Odom. But you know, we can't really rush the quarterback for real. You know, with, with, with three linemen on the field. So, well, uh, and and just so everybody understands, in a th- in a three man front, your job is pretty much to take on blockers. Yes. Your 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 job is to fill a gap and fill a space so that someone else can either rush the passer or make the tackle. Especially for the interior guys, that's that's all you do. I mean, those three linemen, that that's what all you're doing is taking on three hundred and fifty pound dudes. And it gets old, doesn't it? Every play, every play. <laughs> and then like now, it, it it gets it gets depressing. Not depressing, but uh, it it gets like down. You get down on yourself because it's like uh, you you're really not in position to make plays for real. Mm. You know what I'm saying? You you're you're you're, you're helping. The, the back-end people and stuff of that nature, which I have no problem with because I, I I did it last season, and I think I did a pretty good job at it. I mean, yeah, yeah. but it's you like took more it out on that one-legged Cincinnati kid. Don't lie. <laughs> <laughs> I knew y'all was going to bring that up. I didn't How do we not that. bring that up? I didn't mean to do that. But I, I, you, I, was, I was so tired. I wasn't even – I didn't even see him. I was just – I was dog-tired, and I was looking at the sideline trying to get the next play. And then I just felt somebody running to me. Like, I didn't know he was hopping. So I just said, like, man, move, get off me. And then I get on I get on Twitter after the game, and all I see is, F number five, he's an a, A-hole. And it's not like, wow, the fact that they really caught that on TV. But then, you know, Bumper, Bumper wasn't taking no heat because if you can see, if you watch the whole video, Bumper uh, was pulling him up by his uh, back plate. And I'm just like, everybody taking the heat out on me. And I'm talking about, I'm on ESPN, House of Highlights. I'm everywhere. I'm just like, man. But, you know, I, my, my, my parents told me, like, you know, all publicity, you know what I'm saying, is good publicity. So, yeah. I, 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 my social media went up a little bit. Obviously, everybody calling you a-ho were not on Razorback fan sites because they took it way different. That's right. like, well, I, I tell you this. No, because it was some, it was some Razorback fans that was turning on me. But the the most heat, you know, for some reason I was getting from was Missouri fans, and I'm just like, y- y'all just can't keep us keep us out of y'all mouths, man. Like, well, Missouri fans are idiots. I mean, that's just plain and simple. <laughs> I'll say that you don't have to yeah. say that. Yeah, yeah. I, but no, I went and, to the I went to the Missouri game. If I could describe their fans, it'd be mid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and fans, I mean, just to be. Fans can be idiots sometimes too. You know, right. we can, we get emotional and we think, you know, we take things, we think how you're doing on the field, we take it personal. You know, y'all are the ones putting in the work. Y'all are the ones that when you lose, you're the ones that hurt. You yeah. didn't hurt us. <laughs> you know, y'all are the ones that went out there, worked your butt off and, you know, didn't get a win, you know, or, or got the win. You know, you're the yeah. ones that deserve it, you know. And we well, we think somehow you hurt our feelings. Who are we, you know? But that's just fandom. That's just the way fans are, you know. We're 
everybody's selfish or whatever. We're we're stupid, so right. We'll get over it. <laughs> so, but yeah, so uh, go but ahead, Travis. Going to the four four or the four man front, I think for sure is going to free y'all up. I think it's going to mm-hmm. free up. I think it's going to free up the talented defensive ends y'all have too. And we got a lot of a lot of a lot of new talent at uh, at defensive end. Um, Tell us about those two. Uh, was it uh, is it Jeff Coat and Morgan? Morgan, yeah. So yeah, we got uh, uh, we we call him Tree from uh, Missouri. You know, we get on him all the time about where he came from, man. It's it's just so funny yeah. like, because I mean, at the same point in time, like I want to say it was my freshman year when Trey Williams and Markel Utzi had came in. Yeah, you know, we still we still give them give them little cracking jokes, but no, nah, seriously, both of them. I tell you, both of them. Uh, they they both looked apart. It's definitely uh, nice and you know I'm saying cocky and they, they they big man and you know you can tell that you know uh, John John Morgan is a SEC caliber type defensive end and uh, when it comes to Tree, I, I I didn't know this but Tree was uh he was all SEC at one point in time and so we we got a lot of weapons man and still got Landon Jackson and, uh, uh, Zach Williams and Jashad Stewart. That's we're pretty loaded, man. And on the inside, we got we got my boy uh, Tari and Carter back, man, and Eric Gregory. So <laughs> it's, it's going to be a good year, man. I tell you. Yeah, I think there's definitely. I think that's going to be that front is going to be a strength of the team. Mm-hmm. It definitely looks like it, um, and, and especially now that you're going to be freed up to make more plays. Yeah, right? because I mean, if you're if you're lined up in the zero technique, and I'm the center, I'm not too worried about about you because no matter how much more talented you are than me. And trust me, me and my prime, you and your prime, there's a gigantic talent gap. <laughs> gigantic. <laughs> but I know I got two other guys that can bail me out if you just destroy me. So I mean, yeah. it just and that and that's just so you're going to be freed up really to see what you can do as a defensive tackle so much more, mm-hmm. be able to mm-hmm. showcase your ability. So I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. And then those and then those young linebackers, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, we're gonna miss bump, you know. We're gonna miss. We're gonna miss those guys. But uh, there's, you know, Pooh and them. There's they're athletic. You know, we got a lot of a lot of a lot of young talent. Uh, I wouldn't necessarily call Pooh young anymore. No, All no, Mister All American and yeah, man, we got we got we stacked up, and then we got we got a, a another guy from Atlanta, uh, uh, Antonio Greer from from USL. Yeah, yeah. He's a great addition. I, I played against him in high school, man, and uh, I think he was a senior and I was a freshman. This is why I was playing O-line because I've been starting on varsity since a freshman. And I just remember uh, coming out the tunnel because it was their homecoming. Uh, this is when he was wearing number five. So the first person I see come out their banner is this big old – until my kid looked like he did not belong in high school. He had a neck pad on and a full cage. I'm like, I didn't even know people still wear those. <laughs> it was just, it was, it was intimidating, man. I can tell you that because in freshman year. But now, me and me, we real, we are real cool, real close. Now, I, I love his work ethic. Now, he 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 works very hard. You, you can tell. Now, where did he transfer from? Uh, Central Florida, not yeah, USF. Is that, that's, that's yeah, he said he transferred from South Florida. Gotcha, South gotcha. Florida, yeah, not South Florida, yeah. South Florida. Gotcha. That's what I thought. Okay. Well, good deal, man. That's that's good to hear. And then, of course, you know they're still gonna go out and maybe get some transfers in the portal. 
you know, yeah. after, after spring practice, you know, once some, there'll be some more people enter that, or we, I guess once it, you know, that opens back up or whatever. Right. Um, but the teams, you know, who, who are some, who are some guys on the offense? Like who, who are some linemen on the offensive line that you would yeah, say? You know, you go get some of them defense offensive linemen in the interior that we may not have seen yet. Who are some of them young guys that are kind of sitting back that haven't got because you know at the Liberty Bowl you saw Harris you know yeah I mean you know, his, his 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 number got called in the mm-hmm. moment wasn't too big for him you know if that happened, the quarterback running back goes down everybody notices yeah you know a right guard goes down not everybody notices but it makes a big difference and he held his own so yeah, he, he held that, his own he held his own I can say. Uh, the young guys that give me a, a rough amount of money every day is is between him and uh, big old Patrick Cootis. Heard a lot of talk about him. Yeah, big big PK. He, he's a he's a, he's enormous to be as young as he is. Um, those two guys. Um, he's not really young, but he hasn't really got the opportunity to play yet. Uh, uh, big Devin Manuel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Who else, man? Who else? Who else? Who else? Yeah, I saw he got he got some time to look at the left tackle in one of the in one Auburn. of the games. Auburn, Auburn. Yeah. yeah, him. And then I say like Josh Street. I don't know. I don't know if you guys uh, know Josh Street, but yeah, Josh, Josh Street. You know yeah, what's I'm, funny? I'm, is it Josh? I think Josh Street is either from Danville or Bentonville. He's he's from Bentonville. Bentonville, because because his uh, high school coach DJ Crane, me and him were roommates in college for one semester. Mm-hmm. And then we realized it's best that we're just friends and not roommates. <laughs> <laughs> I feel that, man. Now, uh, growing up in Atlanta, were you a Ravens fan or who'd you root for NFL wise? Maybe Falcons. Oh, I don't Bay. know. Oh, sorry. Falcons. Fan. Sorry, Falcons. Oh, a Packer fan. Yes, uh, okay. So, you know, the transfer portal opened up and a lot of guys hopped in it. And obviously that come, come, you know, you might have crossed your mind. Did you have to go on a darkness retreat? <laughs> like, like not, 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 a, not, not a darkness retreat, but it was a point in time where I did feel like that I was being underused. And I just thought to myself, you know, maybe this is, this is not where I need to be or, you know what I'm saying? I, I need to explore other opportunities. But I thought of myself in high school – when I had the opportunity, I had a full ride to go play at IMG Academy. And because my my I was probably like one of the best people in the county, if not the best, like Lyman. My freshman year of high school, we went three and seven. My sophomore year, we went one and nine. My junior year, we went on ten. And my senior year, we went four and five. And through it through it all, I always told myself, you know, stick it out. We're gonna win in college. Or good things comes to those who wait. So when I stuck it out through those, through those tough times, I ended up getting multiple accolades. I ended up getting 42 offers. I ended up being top 20 in the state and top 30 mm-hmm. in the country. So I just I just I just said to myself, you know, I've never been a, a type of dude to hop around and I've always fought and stayed through adversity and nothing but good things have come my way. And just the love and support that I have gotten from people since I've got here, man, it's just it's hard to turn away for me personally. I don't know yeah. about other guys, but it, it, it's hard oh, to no, turn it, away from this great state. 
No, and I wasn't trying to take a shot at your thing. That was making Aaron Rodgers joke. No, you good. You good. Oh, yeah. yeah, apparently he he was in a in a hut with no food and hot. Aaron, I don't, Aaron I, don't, go I, ahead. I don't know. He, you do you. I don't care. He, he can go ahead. I ain't gonna lie. The, the performance that he had this past season, he can he can he can go ahead go to the Jets or something, man. Yeah. He can so take his mushrooms see, you ready and to go see home. What Jordan Love can do is that what you, you ready to see what he can do? I am because if you if you remember, you know the, the story where Aaron Rodgers played out. With Brett Favre, mm. he pushed Brett Favre out. So I, I mean, the the little the little action I seen Jordan Love play, he, he was doing a pretty good job. So he need to go ahead and push a Rod out, man. I think it's just it's just that time. Yeah. Well, uh, <clears throat> is there a is there a guy you know like a older player that you look up to that you can kind of model your game after? That someone that you watch their highlights and you say, man, that that's someone I want to. <laughs> You know, you learn moves from, or you learn hand, you know, handwork from, or whatever. Um, I mean, you know, Aaron, but every lineman to be like Aaron Donald or something like that. Yeah. But I'll say like between Jordan Davis and uh, 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 Derek Brown. But when it comes to like older players. I just like I just like how Reggie White played. I have yet to, to get that that little hook move down, yeah. but the way he was just you can tell like his drive and determination in every single play he just gave it his all, man. It, I, I respect that, and I, I looked at that a lot. Reggie White had old man strength when he was twenty one years old. You know, old, you know, exactly. old man, you know, old man strength, right? You know, it's like yeah. My my dad, my dad talked about it all the time. He said, "I don't care how big you is, boy, I, I still got it." I said, when I was a kid, I'd be working on my truck or something. I'd be a bolt I couldn't get off. And my stepdad would come up there. My stepdad's like 150 pounds. Mm-hmm. And he'd, he, I'd be sitting there working on it, you know, and I'd be twice his size. I couldn't get it off. And he'd come up there and he'd be able to break it loose. <laughs> I'd be like, what in the world? What are they? He'd say, old man strength. <laughs> man. <laughs> but Reggie White had that old man strength, man. He tossed them linemen around. Yeah, that's a good one to model after for sure. Yes, sir. Definitely. Um, talk about real quick what how important hands are as a defensive lineman. Because I, I think I think the normal fan doesn't think about how important what you do with your hand. You know, of course, I'm thinking. Uh, well, no one looks at the offensive or defensive line and goes, "Oh man, I bet there's a lot of technique that goes into that." Yeah. A lot of footwork, a lot of handwork. I mean, of course, I'm the, thinking Ricky Bobby here, you know. You know like, I don't, do yeah, I mean, so <laughs> just, how, just how all of it, how important all, just technique in general. Well, just how important you're, you're just having good technique with your hands as you're going against those old linemen. Man, I say it's, it's, it's very important, and I didn't learn or figure that out until I got to college. You know, using your hands, it, it, it helps you in a lot of ways other than just getting to the quarterback and getting off box. It helps you with injuries. Because, you know, with offensive line, defense line, it's a whole lot of every play, every play. Versus when you put your hands up, you know what I'm saying, you're stopping all the force and momentum. But mm-hmm. uh, it, it, it's a it's a major, it's a big part, and that's something that I have to work on, you know, uh, with my pass rushing skills. Because like, I think I've, I've shown that I can be pretty dominant in the run game. It's just transitioning over to pass. Mm-hmm. So the, the, it, it's very important. It, it's When it comes to hands and feet, those are the main two. The main two. If you want to be a successful D lineman, 
or have a long career, you have to have hands and you have to have feet. Yeah. Well, um, what kind of, uh, you say your communications, your major, and then, mm -hmm. uh, food science is your yeah, minor. That's my minor. Yes, sir. So, so what once, kind of classes are involved in food science? Uh, minor? Yeah. Um, you know, I'm still a sophomore in the classroom until this coming summer, I'll be a junior. So I'm only taking one, uh, one class that has to do with my minor right now. And that's, uh, nutrition is a fundamentals. So okay. I'm taking a lot of science classes though. No, no, but that, that is a, that, I mean, you know, that's a cool class. You know, you, we all think about cooking and all that and how to, how to work the knife and so and, once you know, learning about the nutrition. So once football's done, whenever that is, what, what would you, what do you, what are you thinking you'd like to do? You got any ideas there? Or are you still just, Man, I wanted to, I wanted to be like a social study teacher or so, because that can uh, lead to coaching and coaching can open up uh, more bigger doors so I could just stay around the game whenever I'm done with it. Mm. But the, going to college, changing my major, I really want to open up like my own restaurant or open some restaurants up here in Fayetteville um, and just let my family run it, you know, just be an investment. Yeah. What kind of, what kind of food would you serve? Barbecue? Some souls, some barbecue and some soul food, man. And some, uh, soul some food. hot wings up here. Hot wings. What else, what else would be on the soul food menu? Man, some, I'm talking mac and cheese, collard greens, fried chicken, cornbread, and yams. You, you, you name it, it's going to be on the menu. And it's not. I'm not going to bust your head open for a plate either. Because, you know what I'm saying, that's how you bring in more business. That's right. Well, Travis, Travis's mouth is watering right now. <laughs> it is. I'm a soul food connoisseur, dude. Yeah, he, <laughs> he right there was a place in uh we used to live well, Clint still lives close to there in Conway. Mm -hmm. There was a restaurant called Brother T's Soul Food Cafe. Mm -hmm. And it was in a church. Like on Sundays they had church there. And during the week they had they had the they just put tables out in the sanctuary and and they had a serving line at the end of it. And I'm talking Everybody in town would come there. I mean, people from all colors, all, you know, socioeconomic status. I mean, you see, you know, construction workers to to doctors and lawyers in there. And right. my you know, he he would do like smothered pork chops and meatloaf, you know, black eyed peas, country fries, uh Hot water cornbread, you know, all that stuff. Yeah, man. That, that's my favorite right there. The hot water cornbread. <laughs> oh, that's man. my favorite. And uh it was you could seriously, of course, this was 20 years ago, but you could get uh I would the meatloaf was my favorite. Meatloaf. His, his meatloaf was awesome. I'd get meatloaf, black eyed peas, country fries, uh cornbread, and sweet tea for five dollars and fifty cents. Wow. And if you were still hungry, he'd come out there and fill your plate back up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I like that. I like that method. <laughs> it was good stuff. And then one of our friends, Wes, he, uh, me and him were there eating lunch one day. And, we, you know, and another one of our friends, we've been best friends for years. And he's going through the line and he gets the cabbage. They had some cabbage they had put some cheese on or something and 
and some seasoning and roasted it in the oven or something like that. And I said, man, I've known you for years. I've never seen you eat cabbage. I said, I didn't know you like cabbage. He said, I don't know if I like cabbage. He said, it just looks so good. I had to try it. Man. And he <laughs> ate it. He said it was awesome. <laughs> but when you go somewhere good. and you just look at something, you're like, I don't know if I like it, but it looks good. I'm going to eat it. You know, you know, it's good eating. But. Yeah, we, we all been there before. So what's the, what's the, what's the places to go in Fayetteville? If you were going to, if Clint and I were coming up there, where would you take us to eat? What, what would be the, the places to go? <clears throat> Let's see who I can give a little shout out to, man. I'll say I'll say chicken heads for sure. Chicken heads got some nice chicken wings. Um, it's not it's not really in soul food places up here, man. That's why yeah. I wanna that's why I wanna, I wanna open something up here, man. And but if I'm if I'm not eating that chicken heads, <laughs> I'll tell you the truth, man. I'm I'm so eating a steak or some barbecue, right? Barbecue, most definitely. Gotcha. I was, was going to ask you who's got the best barbecue right yeah. rights. Right. I've heard I've heard good things. Yeah. So what's your what's your go-to order at Rights Barbecue? If I, you walked into Rights, what what what's what are you going to order? I want a three meat plate with ribs, brisket, pulled pork. I want either green beans or collard greens and I want Either mac and cheese or potato salad with lemonade and with a uh, bold barbecue sauce. Every time you go, that's I, I really eat there because that's the only thing I really want, and that's like a thirty-five dollar meal. It's <laughs> where <laughs> so, it sounds good though. Yeah, oh, no, I did that. I did that in Austin, Texas. I went to Terry Black's one time, and I just started ordering whatever I wanted. Yeah, and I, then I and then I had and then I got the bill. I was like, like 150 bucks for my plate of barbecue. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, okay, here's my debit card. <laughs> Just hoped it went through. Now, one of the things that you've been able to be a part of is, <laughs> is in your college, in your you know short college career so far, mm -hmm. is this nil stuff. And uh, tell us about some of the things you're getting to do with that. I know. Just recently, y'all were doing something with some kids. Re was it mm -hmm. reading some stories? Well, uh, uh, I think it was it was National Reading Day, but a lot of a lot of to be honest, I haven't really got gotten a lot of NIL opportunities other than uh, rights. You know, that's why I speak so much about rights. I love rights. <laughs> they take care of me at rights. And uh, who else, man? That's probably that's the only place I can really think of. Oh, and Bordino's. This is a little fancy restaurant up here called Bordino's. But other than that, when it comes to like the kids situation, I just enjoy uh, giving back and, and, and the, the smile and looks on the kids' faces, man. So any opportunity I can to go read or just hang out with the little kids, um, it's it's a blessing, man. Because I remember that day with those times where I was a kid and I look up to people. But you know, sometimes it, it, it do get a little not aggy, but Cause every time I go, man, I end up with a cold. So like, I got a cold right now. Yeah. Every time I'm around the little, the little uh, munchkins, man. But yeah. it, it, it's all worth it. So I'll, I'll take a cold every time just to put a smile on their faces. Well, cool. To me, that's one of the neatest parts of that is it gives y'all more chances to get out and do. I know um, we had Brady Tigard on uh, 
a couple of weeks ago and he had just got through doing a deal where they're doing uh helping give food out to kids and backpacks across the state for, you know, kids that are uh, needing food to take home with them on weekends and stuff like that. And so, you know, just things like that. I, you know, I saw those, you know, Instagram stuff of y'all, you know, reading and everything. And, um, you know, to me, that's for those kids, man, when me and Clint were kids, if, you know, we were in central Arkansas and Razorback players, wasn't going to be coming down for that, but man, if they would have, it would have been the highlight of our, you know, of our year to, you know, have y'all come and do something like that and, and, uh, spend time with us. So. I know it means a lot to those kids for y'all to get out and do that, man. That's, that's cool stuff. Well, man, so getting ready for the new season, uh, this, you know, this, uh, this next, uh, schedule is not going to be quite as crazy as what, you know, as what this last couple of years have been as far as, just the degree of difficulty you have some you have some teams that should be you know i mean you don't want to take any team lightly of course but you know what i mean like yeah yeah last year's schedule you had no breaks like no there wasn't any teams that you went into it saying okay we we should have these taken care of by half and we did that with missouri state and they had us taken care of by half (laughs) That's right. So, I mean, you can't, you can't have that attitude, of course, but mm-hmm. next year's schedule, you know, as far as ranking wise, is not the hardest schedule in the country like you have had the last couple of years. Right. And you kind of said something about this earlier, but, but how do you, how do you really feel about this team compared to, you know, you had, you had your red shirt year you've had last year was your first year playing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, full-time and so you know how do you feel about the team compared to the last couple years going into next year man like it it all started with the with the bowl game man you know we had about 40 players uh that we took with us to the bowl game because if it wasn't for uh people going to the draft or the portal or you know exhausting their uh eligibility it started there coach Pitt would always tell us he said that every reporter would ask him about the people that's leaving. They'll never ask about the people who's still here. Mm. And, you know, us young guys and stuff, we took that we took that as kind of an offense because, you know, like, y'all are so busy worried about the people that's no longer with the program versus the people that's here and that, that wants to play and that wants to give it their all uh, day in and day out. And when, all, when a majority of the transfers and stuff came in, um, it all started with the staff. You know, it's just – you can just feel the the difference in the locker room and how more close and how body and we are because we we want to win an SEC championship. We we want to mm-hmm. and we work every day like it. Um, but you can just tell like the the, the bonding and, and everybody together. We just is this is this a different? I don't, I really words can't explain it, man. But it's just a different vibe when it comes to everything and and everybody is all all one and bought in. And, it's just a different feel, man. Well, I'll tell you one thing that impressed us about the bowl game that we talked about on here is y'all very well could have went into that game and just coasted. Mm-hmm. 
you know, Kansas was the one that was like y'all the year before, hadn't been in a bowl game in a while. They had all the intangibles, if you will, you know, the all the things that could motivate them to get up for that game. And y'all kept a great attitude. And like you said, you know, you had all those people that wasn't there, but you said, hey, forget them. We're, we got the people that are here now. And we're going to ride with the ones that are on this bus on this, you know, that are rocking with us right now. And we're going to win this game. And that's what you did. Mm-hmm. And that team, you know, that they had their quarterback that had them six and oh, you know, that, that was the, you know, they were healthy against y'all that they, they wasn't, right. you know, I know they went on a little losing streak toward the end of the season, but that was after he had gotten hurt, you know? And um, so I think, I think, like you said, I think it did start with the bowl game. And so I, to me, that gives me, uh, uh, you know, just from the outside looking in, I, I, I'm seeing the same things that what you're saying it makes sense. So that's great, man. And we're looking forward to it. We're looking forward to next year. We're looking for uh, some good things out of you, man. I want to see you uh, terrorizing some quarterbacks and, and uh, making some of those fat offensive linemen get on their heels a little bit. No, I have to ask. I, I ask pretty much everybody that comes on here this, but and before we let you go, so game day, what is your? Because every athlete's got a ritual. You get to the stadium, you've got something you got to do. What I would do, I would get my portable CD player. Yes, that's how old I am, <laughs> and I put it on, and I had a burn CD of Triple H's interest music, the game. It was time wow. to play the game, and I'd walk from end zone to end zone, and that'd be my ritual. That's what I would do, and then I'd go stand on the sidelines all pumped up. But mm-hmm. so, what is your what what is your game day ritual? What do you have to do, man? Uh, I okay, so I can do from start to finish. I have to wake up, um, pregame meal. Fast forward, we get to the stadium. I got the music pumping. At high school, I used to I used to watch movies on the way to away games, and then once we get off the bus, that's when I start like uh, turning up and stuff like that. But I listen to a lot of old school rap, man. So I'll play a whole bunch of whole bunch of Tupac. Uh, uh, majority, you name it, man. I I, I listen to them. But uh, I, who I else? Like old school? Of- who else old school? You listen to? Man, I can show you. I can show you, man. I can tell you, man. We're little, little game room. Uh, but old school, man. I, I'll probably listen to a lot of Tupac. A lot because my dad, my dad is really not an old head, but my dad's like sixty-two. So I was introduced to a lot of this stuff. So like, let me see how I flip the camera. So got a whole lot of like old school type deals over here, man. Oh, there you go. Oh, Dr. Dre, the Chronic, yeah. There's yeah, you got a picture. You know the uh, the most uh, um, the picture known about uh, Johnny Cash when he was at I think in Nashville and, and you know what I'm saying did the the finger. I got that in there too because I like a little. Uh, that was at uh, that was at Folsom Prison. Ah, uh, gotcha. But yeah, I, I when they were that, when know? they were filming him uh, recording that show, that was uh, someone said, "Hey Johnny, let me take a picture," and they went to take a picture and he did that. Yeah. Yeah, where I, I, where I live at, it's like uh, twenty miles from where Johnny Cash was born. 
Okay, cool. But down here in South Arkansas, yeah. Well, yeah, that, that's what, you know, I'm 46, so I grew up on, like, I remember when Dr. Dre the Chronic came out, dude, that was, I was bumping that. I, I know a couple, a couple yeah. songs off the Chronic. Let's see, you got the yeah. next episode, you yeah. got Forget About Dre. Yeah. You got, uh, what other, what other songs? Chronic, man, the Chronic. Um, uh, explosive. Yeah. Yeah, just uh, it's oh, a lot of anyway, all that stuff. Yeah, no, it just anyway. Go know, ahead. They, sorry, what else you know, do you they, do after they, that? NWA is like the the Beatles of rap music, mm-hmm. you know, because mm-hmm. they all went off to be so. I mean, you had so many guys that were just huge. Oh yeah, yeah. with with Ice Cube and Dr. Dre. Yeah. So what what else do you do after that? You listen to music. Anything else? Listen to music. Um. I listen to music by the time, because we're walking the field, got the buzz, do the little hard walk. Uh, I make sure I say what's up to my uh, family or my girlfriend, whoever's there. And then um, go in the locker room, we drop our stuff off. We do a little walk, we walk the field for for like five minutes. Then we come back in and then it's it's now officially time to lock in. Um, If my teammates are not playing music in the locker room, then I have it pumping in my headphones while I'm getting dressed and stuff like that, get taped. And then I make sure before every game I put like a towel over my head and, and say a, a say a prayer, a quick prayer, because when we run out the A and everybody's in the end zone kneeling and stuff, I say another quick prayer. And by that time, man, it's game time, so I'm ready to get it on. So right. you wear number five. Have you been mistaken for Darren McFadden yet? <laughs> <laughs> I wish. <laughs> More, more, more of uh, more of a Rocket Sanders, but uh, I wish. You like to be mistaken for some of the millions he got uh, playing in the NFL, right? Yeah. Man, that's I, I, I wish get some of those contracts. Mm-hmm. Now, what kind of hobbies do you got? Anything you like to do outside of football? A little free time I get. I'm either I either like to cook or play the game or just just chill out, honestly. Gotcha. Well, we got to get you hunting, man. We need to. Gotcha. We got. We got to get you hooked up with somebody to uh, to take you uh, take you out doing a little deer hunting. If uh, if Traylon Burks was still there, y'all could go hog hunting with a pocket knife. Yeah, now that's a whole different type of guy <laughs> when it comes to hunting, man. I think what game was that? We had beat somebody. I think it was LSU. The next day, he went back home to Warren and killed the deer. Yeah, he posted it all on social media. I was like, man, yeah, that's all yeah. right. He was a different dude, man. He was, he was different. He was cool though. Yeah. Well, man, we appreciate you, Cam, for sure being on here, dude. It was a great conversation, and I hope you enjoyed your time on here. And uh, folks, uh, like and share this podcast. Let other people know about it. Uh, check it out on YouTube on. Where else are we at? Google, Spotify, uh, Spotify, um, Plenty of Fish, Amazon. Um, they were on Tinder, Apple Podcast. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're uh, not. Hey, hey, and I know Cam. You you've said this, and I, I've tell everybody this. I, I know Missouri's a whole thing, and you know, but the state farm battle line rivalry doesn't make any sense for Arkansas, Missouri. It needs to be the farmers only battle line rivalry. It is the only logical sponsor is the farmer's dating side for the Arkansas-Missouri game. 
<laughs> I got you. Farmers tell, only. Tell your check that. That's right. Tell a big C from the Big C Bigger T Podcast has dozens of listeners is demanding the sponsor be changed. That's right. Yeah. It won't do any good, but at least we tried. Damn, I'm about to you. hit uh I'm about to stop recording, but uh stay on here. We'll talk to you for a minute before we let you go, okay? Okay. Uh, but seriously, folks, thanks for watching. Cam, thank you so much, man. Have a blessed season, dude. Have a great spring practice. Hope uh, things go well for you and the team. And uh, we're we're excited to see we're excited to see y'all uh, hit the field in the fall for sure. Yes, sir. Appreciate it for having me, man. Thanks, Cam. Clint. Bye, everybody. Sweat. One. When I work, my hands get filthy down in this dirt Won't see no harvest till I hurt Cry in your kingdom come, listen I wake up in the morning I bow my head to pray Mama told me if I don't Ain't nothing gonna change These prayers breaking up hard drive So I can sow the seed In a and pain, Lord knows I gotta follow his lead, that's why I sweat when I work, my hands get filthy down in this dirt, won't see no water till I hurt, cry in your kingdom come.